be opened by the person worthy of it. To be opened by a person who deserves to open it. How long would you stare at that person? Wondering who it is that actually has the worth to open the letter and find out what is inside. Would you think to yourself, am, am I worthy? Am I worthy enough to open this letter? How long would you wonder? It's a picture we're kind of get. We kind of are going to get in Revelation chapter 5. The king with a scroll saying, who, who is worthy to open this scroll? Much like Dirk held back the package from Peyton, making sure that there was someone who was worthy to open the package. So let's go. Revelation 5, part of John's vision, with God on the throne, holding the scroll of destiny, waiting to see if there's someone worthy to open it. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll, scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept. And wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. And one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw the lamb as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the people of God. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests who will serve our God. And they will reign on earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000 
They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever. The four four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. The Roman government had given a religious exemption to the Jews. But they had not given a religious exemption to Christ followers. So John goes into exile on this island called Patmos. And while he was there, this is one of the visions that he received. God enthroned in heaven. Four living creatures, the 24 elders, the harps, the the golden bowls of incense representing prayer, and the scroll of destiny. The scroll that, that is the design for the way that the things are supposed to be, the scroll that says, this is how we are going to move forward. This is what has happening next. This is what's going to happen. And trying to find out who is worthy. Who's a worthy person to be able to open those seven seals to look into this scroll. To be the, the one who leads us into what is next. The renewal of all things. And so the enthroned scroll holder sits with the scroll. And an angel with a loud voice and Logan, can you go to Revelation 5-2? There we go. And the angel, a mighty angel, proclaimed, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? Do you, do you know that person? Can, can anyone open the scroll? It's, it's a sentence that goes out into, to all creation. Not quite the same as Dirk saying, do you know Brianna Jansen? Right? Not quite the same. Does anyone have the ability, is anyone worthy to open the scroll? They went out. And what they heard was silence. There was no one in all of creation that said, pick me, I can do it. No one was able to look inside. No one in heaven, no one on earth, no one under the earth could open the scroll or look inside. And it leads 
John to weep. Next slide, please. Verse 4. I don't know why it's not working. He wept because there was no one worthy. From, from the beginning of time, we saw in these 42 weeks that, that God had it in his mind to work with his creation. He created to worship, and he created it for them to have purpose. And, and time after time after time after time after time again, creation failed. failed when Adam and Eve were, were in the garden and they, they chose selfishness, doing what they wanted to do rather than obedience. And, and then it, it happened a little bit later when, when there began the, the taking of life, where, where jealousy caused a brother to kill another brother, even though the blood that was poured out cried out to God regarding what happened. And, and it continued when, when brothers got together and they got frustrated at the, the brother that their dad liked the best, the, the one that, that got a, a special coat, the one that didn't seem to have to work in the field like like they did, and, and so they failed when they sold him into slavery. And, and it would continue. Even, even after God would continue to pursue the people and, and continue to pursue the people of Israel and, and bring them out of slavery, how long did it take them before in the wilderness they said, man, we had it better when, when we were slaves. At least we, we had food and water. How, how long did it take them when, when Moses went up onto the mountain to begin to worship idols? Failing. And then to the, the kings of Israel, Though it seemed to start out pretty good, all of a sudden they, they keep going down the, the wrong direction and, and not getting rid of the, the high places of worship to worship other gods, those unofficial places of worship where they would allow people to have idols to worship other gods. Failing. And then today, people who've gotten used to our rugged individualism, maybe taking upon ourselves the commercials of McDonald's, have it your way a little bit too much. Where selfishness has crept into our life, where we do what we want to do, no matter what. And that voice rings out, who is worthy? Who's worthy to open the scroll? And no one responds. 
No one could open it, not even one seal. No one could, could look inside. And yet, God doesn't leave his creation. He, he continues with what the Jesus Storybook Bible calls a never stopping, never giving up, always and forever love for his people. Because all hope is not lost. Verse 5 says this. Right there. Yep, the next one, Logan. There we go. Nope, that's not. Just kidding. We're not there. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. We need not weep. We need not stay in this moment of weep and sorrow for those ways that we have failed because God's righteousness and his justice has come into our life through Jesus Christ, who is the one who can open the scroll. There's imagery in here from Genesis 49, the lion from the tribe of Judah. There's imagery in here from Isaiah 11 that speaks of this shoot that will come up from the stump of Jesse, the root of David. It's Jesus, the lion, the root of David, and the lamb who was slain. He saw the lamb as if it had been looking at it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The Lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits that God sent out into all the earth. We see this lion and lamb, a marriage, because it's, it's the lion representing this, this power and this royalty, and we have this slain lamb, which, which represents the vulnerability of Jesus the selfless sacrifice of Jesus. Power and authority and humility and vulnerability and sacrifice all in this one person fused together in the person of Jesus who is fully God and fully man who is worthy to open the scroll. Not only through his sacrifice did he he pave this way for the forgiveness of sins that that people from every tribe every tongue and every nation would would come to know Jesus and follow him but he also by way of the lion has paved a way of victory opening the scroll and beginning what we call the consummation of this world where Jesus himself will come back and restore all of creation, not just your heart, not just mine, not just those who believe in him, but each and every molecule of creation will be ordained and, and focused in on God, and it will be restored to the way it was before sin entered this world. Who is worthy to open the scroll? Well, the lion and the lamb is. Jesus Christ. There's, there's something else in here that it gets at towards the end where we will reign with him on earth. But just before that, 
We had verse 8 up here a minute ago. When, when the lion and the lamb, when, when Jesus had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. This point in this passage where this vision that he gets is, is brought into our own lives because we are included in this vision because the prayers, the, the normal, ordinary, mundane, everyday prayers. The prayers that say, Lord, please bless this food as we eat it. Lord, please help us have a safe drive back home. Though Prayers that say, that our children say, let us have a good night's sleep. Let us have a good day. Those ordinary, mundane prayers are in these bowls as incense that is a fragrant offering to God. Those things that we bring to him are this fragrant offering of worship, even those simple ones. I'd like to think, too, that the harps, the harps take the, the melodies and, and the songs, the, the drums and the piano and the guitar and, and the singing that happened here, but also the singing that, that happens out here. I'm not on camera, but I don't care. The singing that, that happens out here. I had a conversation with Mary the other day, and, and, and she said, you know, I'm kind of jealous of the singers that don't sing without masks on. What did you say? I said, oh, actually, I said, I'm like, well, I hear that you want to be on praise team then. And she, she shook her head no, and she said no, because you don't want to hear my singing, but you know who, who does? It, it's God, because God takes that singing, that off-key singing, that singing that doesn't sound like you would say beautiful music, but it's translated through these harps to be a glorious offering to God. very songs, giving him praise and honor and glory. Not because of our voices or our ability on guitar or piano or drums. Not our eloquence with prayer. Not our ability to speak. We give glory to God because of the life. one who is, is worthy to open the scroll. The one who is worthy to open the scroll and, and bring about newness of life in me. Who is, is to take these times that, that we failed with Adam and Eve and, and with the times that Israel has failed and in the time that Cain had failed and in the time where the brothers of Joseph failed by selling him into slavery and in the times where the Israelites would worship a golden calf or their own idols or those times when we ourselves will choose our own way. God will take those upon Jesus to restore us so that God would see his righteousness and not our failings. That we 
too could be a part of that new creation that Jesus himself will bring. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but but also in the future when he comes back. So so we're invited to continue those mundane prayers, which are our bowls full of incest. We're, 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 uh, we are supposed to continue the off-key singing that we think sounds terrible. We're to continue to, to live our life entirely for God, taking on his kingdom values. Because if you want, if you want to experience the full kingdom impact of God in your life, we take on his agenda. We discover and we celebrate this, this humanity and this divinity of, of this lion, lamb, messiah. Where we, we find ourselves caught up in the work as the royal priesthood that he has for us. As we, we carry his message. His message of salvation. That salvation is only found in Jesus Christ. The one who is worthy to open the scroll. The one who is worthy to restore my life in every single molecule here on this earth. Let's pray and praise God for this lion, lamb, Messiah. Father, we thank you for this Messiah that you sent because you didn't abandon your creation after your creation failed turn after turn after turn. We thank you that it is through Jesus that we are restored, that it's not by our own works, but it's by his finished work on the cross and his coming work playing out the divine scroll of destiny, restoring each and every one of us to glory. Lord, we pray that we would would live honoring lives to you, that each and every day we would have those mundane prayers which are, are, are brought to you, that each and every day, every moment we have on this earth would be an act of worship to you, proclaiming your glory and not our own. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We get the opportunity to today to talk about a feast. In, in this feast, Jesus himself invites us to table. And if you don't have any of the elements yet, take a moment, raise your hand, and Shelly will make sure to get you some. But he invites all who are baptized and believe in Jesus Christ, and and we believe that children are included in this. It's based on, on the Passover where families would gather together, the covenant children of God, and and so we invite those children who have been baptized to participate with us in remembering who Jesus is, that he is truly our only Savior, 
that we get to dine at his table and that Jesus will feed us by way of his spirit. At this Lord's Supper, we get to look back. We, we look back remembering the whole story of salvation, God's, God's creation to the, to the consummation, to, to now where Jesus opens the scroll that we are at, today's passage. We, we get to look around at each other to, to see those who are, are claimed by Christ. We get to look forward to that coming kingdom banquet that God himself will serve us at, that Jesus himself will eat with us and dine with us. And we look up at our, our ascended Lord who promises to feed us this very day and every time that we gather and partake together. So let's come with gladness to the table of the Lord. Would you uh, repeat this responsive reading uh, with me? Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to our Lord, our God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the hope that this meal gives to us. That Jesus not only died on the cross, but that he will return as the triumphant king, the lion of victory. We thank you that the dead will be raised and, and that all people will stand before him in judgment. But that day won't be a day of fear because the one who is the judge is our Savior. May our daily lives, Lord, our daily lives of service be an offering to him. May our daily lives of service aim for the moment when the Son will present his people to the Father God and, and, and be shown to be true and holy and gracious. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today we give thanks to God, the Father, for our Savior Jesus, because before he suffered, he gave us this memorial of his sacrifice. One that we participate in together until he, at his last supper, Jesus took the bread, unleavened bread, and, and he broke it. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. And then, then he took the cup in the same way. And, and after he had given thanks, he poured it out. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember when we eat of, of this bread and, and drink of this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Therefore, let us, let us proclaim our faith as signed and sealed in this sacrament. Logan, the next slide, please. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ 
will come again. Take the bread. Take it. Eat it. Remember and believe that the body of our Lord Jesus Christ was given for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Take the cup. I'll give you a few moments to open them up. <laughs> we take it and we drink it, all of it. And as we do so, we remember and we believe that the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ was shed for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Let us join together in this responsive prayer. Once it's there. Eternal God, join with me. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body, and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.